0: This miserable thing called a radio show. Here we go. A radio show that confesses Christ. Without confusing the law and the gospel.
1: A radio show that takes scripture seriously.
0: Without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to
2: Table Talk Radio.
0: Jesus does not lie.
1: And he told me, you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He told me, "This is my blood, shed for you." He told me, "Whoever sins, you forgive; they are forgiven." And I've heard the Lord's voice in the absolution, "Forgiven me." He's, he's told me that he, uh, that he loves the world, that he died for the world, that he shed
0: his blood to save me and forgive me. He said it, and he doesn't lie. Those sins which we're supposed to be conquering have been conquered, not by our striving to overcome them, but have they been conquered by the death of Jesus? Those sins, even those pet sins that we're supposed to overcome, even the, the sins that we keep coming back to, those have been crucified with Christ. Uh, and now uh, sanctification is is putting to death the old, the old Adam, the old flesh, by confessing our sins.
1: I wasn't paying attention to what you just said. Okay,
0: <laughs> moving on. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I was reading Facebook
0: statuses. There is a certain level of uh, mental preparation for the show, which the theme music allows time for. Uh welcome to Table Talk Radio. Uh, I think oh, huh, huh, huh? <laughs> oh,
1: oh are we doing the show now? Is the theme oh, over? <laughs> oh,
0: my goodness. A little dramatic over there this morning. <laughs> welcome to Sorry uh, just
1: dozed off during the intro. Welcome to Table Talk it Radio. Today was nice. I didn't get enough sleep last night, so I made up for it right there. So
0: long. I, I am Pastor Evan, Evan Gingline here do, 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 with do, do, do. the thespian when Pastor Brian dealer. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, in today's edition of Table Talk Radio, now that we have the theme song over with, uh, we're going to do some uh, uh, email and some buzzwords. Uh, And then we're going to play some bumper sticker theology and church sign theology. These have been adding up in our inbox, so we need to get to some of them today. Ending up the show with Name That Church Body, everyone's favorite uh, church body naming game. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite.
1: Of all, of all the church body naming games, this one is my favorite.
0: <laughs> yeah, the cream of the crop of naming games, uh, church naming <laughs> games here. All right, uh, so give me a buzzword, Pastor Wolf Mueller. Uh, conscience. Eh? Ooh. Eh. I don't think we've used that one before either. Eh. All right, define it then. Good luck defining it.
1: The conscience <laughs> is the internal courtroom upon which our own actions and self are to be judged. Now, the conscience is part of every person, it's, so it's part of natural... Uh, creation. Uh, the conscience, though, b- then because it's part of our kind of natural creation, is um, subject to sin and oftentimes is wrong. Uh, one of the ways the conscience gets wrong, by the way, is instead of putting yourself and your own actions in the dock, you know, that which is being judged, we rather uh, make our conscience the judge itself. Uh, wrong. Uh, the conscience is supposed to, uh, God is to be judge in the conscience, and we have there the law and the devil as our accuser, and in the courtroom of our conscience, we ought to have, if it's functioning rightly, Jesus and his spirit uh, and his word of gospel as the defendant, uh, the defense uh, attorney, I should say. So, uh, that's the conscience. Now, oh, all theology, by the way, is to deliver to us a good conscience. That's the purpose of it. Um, and at sometime I'll tell you how the law gives us a good conscience, but chiefly, the gospel gives us a good conscience. Um, whenever the law accuses us, Jesus comes and delivers us from that and says, our sins are forgiven. Well, when are you going
0: to tell us about the law? Because I am
1: curious now. Well, there's a couple ways the law delivers a good conscience. Okay. You want me to tell you now? I do. Okay. Well, one is um, the law comes and tells us that God has an order of things. So as opposed to the chaos which surrounds us, uh, the moral relativism, the idea that we all came from chance, the law says, no, God has an order to this world. And that order is really the beginning of comfort. You know, the kind of disorder of thinking that we live in chaos, uh, that's undone by the law. So there's a comfort there that God orders things. And there's also a comfort when we ask the question, what does God think of my works? The Ten Commandments come and establish these different vocations that we can know and have the confidence that God is pleased with us, uh, when we are living according to our vocation. So we have comfort that, you know, when the when the mother is uh, tending to her children or when the pastor stands in the pulpit and preaches, there's a comfort in knowing that we are doing what God has called us to do. So that's the two ways. Of course, these two, the comforts of the law, always in the end fall short. The only absolute uh, comfort is the comfort of the gospel.
0: Ah, very good. All right, well, uh, my theological buzzword for you is contrition. Uh, contrition is sorrow for sin And so uh, when we uh, see ourselves In the light of God's uh, commands and demands uh, s- As summarized in the Ten Commandments um, That uh, that word of God um, v- uh, v- Violates our conscience uh, Teaches us that we are Hey, hey, you cannot get a buzzword <laughs> In your definition of your own buzzword That's double <laughs> Sheesh
1: your conscience should be troubled for that
0: <laughs> anyway that we have sorrow for sin uh, and repent of them uh, that is uh, contrition so um in luther's day they would talk about attrition right uh what was attrition the uh uh what half half sorrow for sin or?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what luther says that's attrition is is half contrition. Attrition is where you don't feel bad about something, but you feel bad for not feeling bad. Yeah. That's what I think attrition is. <laughs> so, and then they say attrition counts as contrition. And Luther says of that, uh, "I don't know what you guys are talking about, but by the way, neither do you."
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to some emails uh, here on Table Talk Radio. Uh, this one comes to us from our brothers in the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Um, however, this particular pastor uh, asked to be unnamed.
1: <laughs> Look, I think all of our emails are coming to us anonymously, showing showing that what we thought of our show is true. It is a badge of shame.
0: <laughs> well, get this—you'll love this. Listener. He says, "Hey guys, your podcast was recommended to me by my Calvinist friend." <laughs> oh, geez, geez, and the more I listened, I wondered why in the world Calvinists would listen to the show. You got a, a lot of jokes, which are usually at the Calvinist expense. So I started to ask myself, why do Calvinists listen to this show when they get verbally taken out to the woodshed so often? <laughs> is it that Calvinists have a really good sense of humor? Or is it that they like that sort of abuse? He said, I don't know. I'm working on that, too. We need to get a few Calvinist <laughs> listeners and sit them down on the couch. <laughs> well, this this uh, this Wells Pastor oh, continues. <laughs> uh, then I listened to a couple more episodes and realized it isn't just Calvinists that you take some time out of your busy schedule to joke about. You also carve out some time to make fun of Wells guys, too. And you're right. We would both... Uh, We would both not be guests on your show, and we wouldn't pray with you even if we were. (laughs) However. Yeah, that's right. It's all out of love, by the way. (laughs) However, if we get to uh, set aside the jokes for a minute, I don't think we can do that. Uh, Could I ask you a theological question? In show 115 in the stump, the former vicar section, you mentioned that the receptionists believe that one's eating and drinking cause the Lord's Supper. Could you please elaborate on this? For it wasn't what I, what I was taught in our seminary. All right, so that is the email from this unnamed Wells pastor. Uh, okay, so uh, I didn't go back to listen to show 115 because it's kind of like torture. But um, Hey, I but on the Facebook page, by the way, we have a note for different uses of Table Talk Radio, like the uses of the law,
1: and one of them is to torture hostages. <laughs> yes. The other is to make Chuck Norris roundhouse kick the person who's holding the
0: speakers. Yeah, well, one, once once <laughs> once waterboarding uh, was unacceptable, they they turned to table talk radio. Um, yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Okay, so uh, maybe we probably this listener is probably correct. We probably did say that the the eating and drinking in uh, the receptionist view caused Lord's supper. But what's the what's the right way to articulate this?
1: Well, there's, uh, there's a different ways, I think, to articulate uh, receptionism. But the key word there, of course, is reception, which means that, um, and, and here's, uh, here's, I think, what the basic thing of the receptionist view is. Uh, when Jesus gives us the Lord's Supper, he says, take and eat. So you ought to take and eat. Uh, they go a step further, though, and say, if there is no taking and eating, then there is no body and blood. Uh it goes a little bit uh kind of one small step further to then that the taking and eating the reception of the bread and the wine is is now um because it's what completes the sacramental act it's it it is what affects the presence of the Lord's body and blood. I'm looking for an example of that in this book I've got in front of me, but haven't haven't found it yet, so if you have something to say,
0: I might be well. Uh, but but we do. I think we also uh, maybe in that same show we talked about the duration of the of the uh, sacramental union, and we talked about how if the if the Lord's Supper isn't given according to His institution, um, uh, so let, let's say for example, this is kind of an obscure example, uh, but uh, right after the words of institution institution in of the Lord in the divine service, the fire alarm goes off and everybody leaves, and then they never finish that service. Um, I mean, it's not. Lord's body and blood sitting up there, because it was never taken and, and eaten. It was never given for the taking eating of, of the Lord's Supper. So would, would I be, then, a receptionist if I just articulate it that way? Well, I mean, I don't know.
1: There's always these kind of weird exceptions uh, that we talk about. <laughs>
0: we need to talk uh, about Let the fire alarm goes off. But this is important.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah here, here's a—now, this is um, a summary of Christian doctrine by Ed Kohler, who— uh, I think people would um, consider him to be a receptionist. I, I do, anyways. Uh, and he says this, "...the words of the institution do not work like a magic formula, whereby the body and blood are instantly and automatically joined with the bread and wine. For Christ did not say that the bread which he blessed was his body, but the bread which he gave to his disciples, which they ate. By such consecration we merely indicate that we're about to celebrate the supper which Christ instituted with these words." And thereby we set aside the bread and wine for sacred juice, that it should be carried to the carrier of the body and blood of Christ. Um, But it's not that until the distribution and reception. That's what it goes on to say. So that's going to be the receptionist thing. I think what we want to say always, because we have a theology built on the word, is that what Jesus says is true. So that when the Lord says, this is my body, uh, that is true. And that we should take and eat it, that also is true. All right. We'll be right
0: back on Table Talk Radio. Don't go away.
1: Don't you want an email? Don't you need an email? Don't you turn your life around?
2: Stay tuned for more Table Talk Radio.
0: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Time for bumper sticker theology and church sign theology. Oh, you know, we're getting a little reggae here on uh, uh, Table Talk Radio. Nice. (laughs) All right. uh, So if you want to send us your bumper stickers or church signs, you can send it to um, questions at tabletalkradio.org or call our voicemail system 1-800-385-SOLA. Uh, or if you're the gambling type and you have an 80% less chance of getting on the air, you can sit, post it to our Facebook fan site somewhere uh, <laughs> on Facebook.com. Uh, all right, let's go back. And yeah, forth, it's
1: Facebook/groups/349223468659. Slash
0: slash <laughs> oh yeah. You know, you ought to be able to change we, that. We uh, we uh, get a lot of people just you know looking for a different. Um, a different group, and then they. Oh, what's what's this? And, and so they, is that. Yeah. How many how many uh, members are we up to now? Thing. Seven or eight, nine? Uh five
1: hundred and eighty-seven. What in the world?
0: <laughs> how do we get so many? That 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 must be a calculation error. We're looking into this. Um. Okay, no. so let's go back and forth. The, how this works is is using this to the bumper stick, the theological bumper stickers and church signs that you see around, and then we discuss them and try to. Uh, talk about the worldview that's attached to them uh, because uh, it's it's unlikely, especially with the bumper stickers, it's unlikely that you would take um, a message with adhesive and affix it to your car. Uh, after purchasing the dang thing, if you didn't somewhat agree with what it said, so we're trying to establish then the the worldview that goes along with these. Or in, in oh the, yeah, that's right. And we have this worldview
1: catalog, this working worldview catalog. How's do. that coming, by the way? I,
0: I am not. A, I have no part of this. I'm dis- distancing myself. Where from. is that <laughs> worldview <laughs> catalog? It, was ju- it might be in my other pants. I'm just not sure where it is. Um, <laughs> and then with the church signs, what, what theology is going on here? So yeah.
1: I'll go first. I'm sure I have a list of
0: that somewhere.
1: How do I search for that? I don't know. World. I'm
0: ready. I'm, yeah. Keep okay. Going. So, keep uh, Radio Worldview Catalog, right here. We'll here go. Is. We'll go back and forth on this. Um, I have some voicemail messages. You have some Facebook entries. Uh, so here's a church. The first church sign sent to us at one eight hundred
1: three eight five SOLA. Hi, this is Will from New Jersey reporting a church sign. Uh, the sign says the most handicapped person in the world is a negative thinker.
0: Now, what the? this one is just downright incorrect because the most handicapped thinker is Pastor Wolfmuller. So uh, they obviously <laughs> haven't listened to Table Talk Radio.
1: That's right. I mean, how can you expect them to know that, though? I mean, come on. That's true. You'd have to we listen three to the listeners. show in order to. Yeah. That, my, okay, good point. My, my handicapped thinking is limited,
0: <laughs> the knowledge of that is limited. So, so the, the most handicapped, handicapped person, person is a negative thinker. Uh, so this is going to be... Lin- That's lin- church sign? Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to lend towards uh, this uh, power of positive thinking, uh, jargon, uh, that if... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's no... Oh, fun.
1: we have a worldview for that, by the way. We do. We have a, I have three in my list. I, I thought we had more than three. Didn't we have more than three uh, worldviews? I've got... On my list, I have Jesus as my homecoming king. That's not it. I've got bread alone. That's materialism. Pane solo. I think Google Translate did the translation into Latin for me. Hmm. Let me write that. Materialism. And then we have the third worldview here is garbage in, garbage out. Ha, 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 All right, so elaborate on that one. And that is the karma worldview. So um, you, uh, uh, what comes around goes around. Uh, if I'm good enough, I bring good things to me. I become... I, by my morality, become a gravitational vortex for the good of the universe. Got it? Did you write that down? It's probably going to be in your sermon on Sunday. That's the garbage-in, garbage-out worldview, which this uh, church sign is a manifestation of, because it says, the, uh, if I'm a positive thinker, I bring about positive things. I I have, I have an attractive energy, so good things come to me. Uh, the, the religious version of this is the... Um, what are those guys called? The Joel Osteen guys.
0: Uh, the Joel Osteen uh, guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, f- faith, something. F- uh, no, word, faith. Word, of faith movement. Yeah. So that faith becomes a substance that accesses the treasure house of God's faith. Now makes you the gravitational vortex through which you attract gifts to yourself. That's all, Eastern mysticism. Everything is Eastern mysticism, by the way. <laughs> in my, <laughs> in my connoisseurship of oversimplifying things okay but anyways that's garbage in garbage out and it's ridiculous and the most handicapped person in the world so who is the most handicapped person in the world
0: a negative thing I mean I don't know if we should be making these sort of judgments of yeah people. I mean that, that might be offensive to some of the handicapped people wait a minute yeah. I'm more well, handicapped I don't know if than I hey, I don't know if people are competing <laughs> to be the most handicapped well I think most of our listeners <laughs> yeah, if, are. Hey, if you're, hey, if you're in I listen context. to table Talk radio I'm the most <laughs> handicapped person in the world
1: what does that bump say? Uh, if you're not ashamed. Anyway. don't like that. Okay. Uh, I, got a, I got a church sign. You ready? Ready. Calvary Life Church says, some people drink from the fountain of knowledge. Others just gargle. <laughs> <laughs> this picture, there's a picture of this, by the way, on our Facebook fan page. Three huh. four nine two two three four
0: six eight <laughs> six five nine. <laughs> There's got to be a better way to give that out. <laughs> there, 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 must be. Uh, Anyhow, uh, so so, what do you think about that? Uh, this this one is just going for humor. I uh, I mean, there is certainly a, a worldview. I mean, so it's it's the it's it's looking at people and saying, look, you, we have a bunch of dummies around here, uh, but I I do appreciate the humor. Uh, that's much better nice. than. Then, uh, you know, talking about who's the most handicapped person. I'm against humor, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, so what is this saying? Some people drink from the fountain of knowledge. That
1: would be the fountain of knowledge there, presumably, would be the scriptures, you would hope. In fact, oh, oh, that reminds me um, of our Lutheran confessions. Have you heard of those things?
0: Mm, it Sounds familiar. Something that I, I talked about in seminary that I don't have to worry about anymore. I think. <laughs> now that you're a pastor, you've laid <laughs> <Yeah>. that aside.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. I've been. I been in two new pastors' offices in, all, in the in the month of when were you ordained? July. Mm-hmm. I went into two new pastors' offices in July and August, and both of them have prominently featured right on their shelf the purpose-driven life. <laughs> Including yours. <laughs>
0: wait a minute, I saw that in yours also. <laughs> yeah,
1: I keep it right next to the Quran. <laughs> anyway, the, here in the formula of Concord, they're talking about in the introduction, they're talking about the scriptures, and it says this. We believe teaching and confess the prophetic and apostolic writings of the Old and New Testament are the only rule and norm according to which all doctors and teachers alike must be uh, uh, appraised and judged. Oh, wait, this isn't... Oh, I'm reading the wrong spot. And it calls it... I better find it here later. The pure, clear fount of Israel. That's what they call the uh, scriptures. That's just simply a beautiful picture uh, of what the scriptures are. So, oh yeah, here. The Old and New Testaments, we pledge ourselves to the prophetic and apostolic writings of the Old and New Testaments as the pure and clear fountain of Israel, which is the only true norm according to which all teachers and teachings are to be judged and evaluated. So that's um, that's nice. And so the
0: fountain of knowledge that we have
1: is the scriptures themselves. Edward, it's true. We don't want to gurgle
0: from the <laughs> scriptures. We want to drink deeply from it. All right. I have another church sign. Church sign? All right. Some people never get religion in their hands or their feet. What? Good luck. No, some people <laughs> don't you. get religion in their hands or their feet. Some people
1: never get religion in their hands or their feet. That's a riddle. Uh, <laughs> now, I, the two things that I've do you have you sorted out what it means. The two guesses I have are: one, you get religion in your head, but not your hands and your feet. So you 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 think theological thoughts, but you never do theological things. In other words, hmm. you believe, but you don't live.
0: See, I was taking it as uh, people make uh, religion. Um, uh, you know, the whole a- the whole atheist yarn. You know, oh, you're just believing in things you can't see. Uh, just like believing in fairy tales, and uh, you know, religion is really uh, uh, not about the things that you can't see, but the things that that what were that were seen, um, the the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. Um. So I don't you know, th- know. that's, well, how I that's so it. what I was thinking. That,
1: that's the other option I was thinking about is that um, the hands and feet of Jesus are where we see true religion. That would be, in fact, true. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what not what the church side means.
0: Uh. Huh. Because we
1: do know true religion when we look at the wounds in our Lord's hands and
0: in his feet. Yeah. See, I, I thought it was nice, but then you, the way you put it, I'm like, oh, I don't like that so much. <laughs> huh, all right. Yeah, well, who knows. They need to put a, we, a smaller uh, caption, let the, let the reader understand, and then just that's right. you know, explain what it means. All right, we have one minute. Let's song. hit one more of yours. All right. Stop, drop, and roll doesn't work in hell. <laughs> Uh, so you better get your act I th- this together. Is a comment
1: on that. It says, um, uh, uh, someone else says, don't do it when there's broken glass on the floor either. And then someone else says, we have a church sign in the church following our big sermon series on prayer that says, stop, drop, and pray.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's a
0: duking it out of church signs. But, but, uh, but, but the one that you read uh, seems to imply that if you don't get your act together, if you don't uh, shape up, then... Uh, it's not gonna do you any good when you when you uh, when you go to hell. Right. We do
1: have a rescuing from hell. It's not in our own works. It's not in our own obedience. It's not in our anything. It's in our Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what rescues us from the from the threat of God's wrath and the judgment that we deserve called hell. And so we put our faith and our trust in Jesus, not in slogans, um, not in cliches, not in church signs, uh, but in our in our Lord
0: Jesus and His promise of forgiveness. That's right. If you have a bumper sticker or a church sign to send to us, send it to questions at tabletalkradio.org or give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652. Or uh, what's that Facebook URL again? Uh three four nine two, two six six <laughs> you are listening to Table Talk Radio. Name that church buddy right after this. stick like a bumper speaker. Stick, stick, stick on the bumper. Stick, stick, stick.
2: Throw me stick on she bumper like a bumper speaker. Stick, stick, stick on the bumper.
0: Hi, this is
1: Jonathan Fisk, imputing the awesomeness of Worldview Everlasting into your favorite show, Table Talk Radio.
0: And we're back from the Divine Service at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, what was your sermon about after that opening uh, hymn? Uh,
1: the church is one foundation. <laughs>
0: I preached a little bit against mysticism. <laughs> All right. Uh, name That Church Body is where uh, I have gone to the World Wide Web to find a statement of belief on the church's Ooh. website. And uh, Pastor Wolfmuller has dug into the archives of 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 history and and theological writings to find what we used to call books
1: <laughs> what and, do you
0: call them nowadays? Uh I don't know. I have my Kindle here. Actually, I don't have a Kindle. I that's about as dumb as Facebook. I have a nook, by the way. Hmm. You'd know that if you were on Facebook. <laughs> All right. Anyhow. Now we now we got that settled. Uh so uh we 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 read off the the statement of belief and then the other person Uh-oh. has to guess what what uh, church body this is from. Uh, and you might be able to conclude, or you might be able to, to um, deduce the rules of this game by the name of the game. But in case not, we just took care of it for you. All right. I have uh, a plethora of, of topics on Play this statement so of beliefs. I'll just kind of right. read through some of these and let me know when you want to hear one of them. The scriptures, right. God, man, salvation, God's purpose of grace, the church, baptism, and the Lord's Supper, the Lord's Day, the kingdom... Glass. Let me hear the Lord's Day.
1: All Let right. me hear that one. I'm going to start at that one. This is a, I gotta, I'm putting together this flow chart, and uh, this would be the first question. Are they Sabbatarian? And the answer is, uh, <laughs> what, if it's yes, then it's either Seventh-day Adventists um, or kooky turn-of-the-century
0: uh, Lutherans in America.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so let's hear that one. Uh, the first day of the week is the Lord's Day. It is a Christian institution uh, for regular observance. It commemorates the resurrection of Christ from the dead and should include exercises of worship and spiritual devotion, both public and private. Activities on the Lord's Day should, be, uh, uh, should commiserate with the uh, Christian's conscience under the hey, I just used
2: your buzzword. <laughs> Look at that! I, I
0: shouldn't have said it, but I was so excited I used your buzzword. Just reading this, like uh, the Christian's conscience under the lordship of Lord of Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. So. Uh...
1: Uh uh I'm going to give you points first. Pastor Gagline. <laughs> Pastor Guglia and I'm going to give you I'll give you that was pretty good. I think that's the most uh, excited I've ever gotten about getting your buzzer and I didn't even mean to. It was totally <laughs> accidental. So I'm going to give you 350 points and I'm going to give myself 150 points for choosing the Sabbath day which gave you the that gave you the, the the buzzword. Okay, so um, th- they are not Sabbatarian. In other words, they say Sunday is the Lord's day. Worship on Sunday. It says should be private and public devotion should have something to do with the conscience and also something to do with the lordship of Jesus. That's a key word there, the lordship of Jesus. So I'm going to be listening for that. Uh, there is this divide in kind of um, evangelicals about uh, uh, lordship theology versus free grace theology and uh and so that's a um so that's a key word so uh let me have a did they have one on the sacraments that's also another place where you can have a dividing line yes baptism and lord's supper it's
0: grouped together here okay uh, where did that go here all right that is uh, by the way, this dead air is um, good for radio. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I always that, thought that was that's a <laughs> powerful pause see, there. See, you, 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 Very
1: dramatic. You turn the radio way wondering. up
0: when it's silent,
1: and then then we just got you hooked. <laughs> and, they're, and they're saying, is he going to find it? Is he going to find it on the webpage? I'm going to stay tuned to see if he, if he can find the thing on the sacraments. That's right. Uh, it's okay. a nail-biting game yeah. name, that church body, Really? That's high stress. I mean, they're, the listener. Have, have you thought of the listener l- lately, Evan? For heaven's sake, you should think of the listener once in a while. And they're there wondering if I'm going to be able to guess this church body or not. I mean, uh-huh. they're playing along. They're rooting for me, the underdog. You know, they're. <laughs> this is intense. I know. And, and then you put that pause in there. It's like <laughs> uh, it's like tightening the string even tighter.
0: Hold it and together, it, listener. In fact, uh, people weren't all that worried about the NFL strike because. Uh, or the lockout because they figured, well, if if there's no NFL, there's always Table Talk Radio. Always Table yeah. Talk Radio. We're gonna, gonna have m- to sleep. Monday night Table Talk Radio. <laughs> okay, here, okay, let's have it. <laughs> Christian baptism is the immersion of a believer in water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is an act of obedience symbolizing the believer's faith in the, in a crucified, buried, and risen Savior, the believer's death to sin, the burial burial of the old life. And the resurrection to walk in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. It is a testimony to his faith in the final resurrection of the dead. Being a church ordinance, it is a prerequisite to the privileges of the church membership and the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is a symbolic act of obedience whereby members of the church, through partaking of the bread and the fruit of the vine, memorialize the death of the Redeemer and anticipate his second coming. This is just this is boilerplate
1: kind of evangelicalism. I actually think I know what you're reading. <laughs> uh, I think I know what document you're reading. Um, but this is just uh, this is so boilerplate sacramentarian stuff. so baptism is not a sacrament, it's an ordinance that means it's our work, not God's work. it's a, it's the first act of obedience. it's a symbol. That's why it has to be by immersion. It's by believers only, and what they mean by believer is not someone who believes, but someone who is able to testify of their faith by acts of obedience. Uh, so you have to reach a certain age. Uh, so children are now excluded from baptism. Here uh, the Lord's Supper is given um, as in bread and the fruit of the vine because this uh, church body wouldn't use wine. They would use grape juice, which is just <laughs> kind of silly. Uh, but it's a memorial meal, so the body and blood of Jesus is not present at all. Uh, so this is going to be your um, the Southern Baptist Church or your standard evangelical church, uh, Bible church, any non-denominational church is going to basically have the same doctrine here of uh, of the Lord's Supper
0: and of baptism. So there was you got a, time for another one. Sure, there was a particular word that I noticed was missing from this. Uh, what? Well, what do you think? gift forgiveness? Well, okay. Contrition? There are a lot of words. Well, oh, a buzzword. I'll give you 100 <laughs> points for that. Um, <laughs> no, so I noticed that there not... the first not... time we didn't get our buzzwords in like
1: four <laughs> months. I know.
0: Um, totally accidental on your... The, the one word, well, I guess there's uh, several words you just mentioned that I would expect when talking about baptism of the Lord's Supper. One of them that I noticed was missing was the word sacrament. Uh, which was not mentioned in talking about the baptism Lord's Supper, but instead this word church ordinance, yeah, ordinance is the um yeah ordinance is the
1: is the is the anti sacramental word that the Baptists for one will use to say this is not a sacrament it's an ordinance in other words it's not a gift it's a commandment <laughs> it's huh. not gospel it's law that's what that's what uh that's what uh, ordinance means don't think that this has anything to do with salvation <laughs> mm-hmm. all right we have time for one more let's have um uh let's have uh what are, let's have uh let's have the one on jesus or sanctification or the gospel or something
0: um. Uh, oh, salvation. Was that was that what you want? Sure. Okay. Salvation. Uh, salvation involves the redemption of the whole man, and it is offered freely to all who accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, by um, who by His blood ordained eternal redemption for the believer. It is the broadest sense. Salvation includes. Regeneration, justification, sanctification, and glorification. There is no great salvation apart from the personal faith in Jesus Christ as Lord. Um, yeah. So, okay. So this is this is now the kind of Arminian. Well, this is
1: what we call decisionism. Uh, that's the 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 official term for it that we made up. Oh, we didn't make that up, did we? That's out there. That you have to make a decision for Christ. You have to accept Him. You have to receive Him. Salvation is potential until it's acted upon by you. So it it depends upon your uh, free will to accept Jesus. And um, and this is again a kind of a, cl- a classical mark of Arminianism or what we call revivalism in the United States. The um, the the general theological climate reflects this revivalism. So that uh, the service and the, the chief end of the religious uh, stuff is for us, finally, um, to submit our will uh, to God and make him Lord and Savior. All this, right. by the way, I'm going to guess. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. This is the, um, uh, the Baptist Faith and Message from, what is it, 1996. The Southern Baptist Convention... Uh, put together this uh, this uh, collection of uh, doctrine.
0: Um, you are right; that is true. The Baptist Faith and Message. So Southern Baptist is uh, Southern Baptist Convention is what you were looking for.
1: Oh man! Now, what year was it? Baptist Faith and Maybe it's two thousand. I maybe don't. I it don't. It doesn't
0: have the date on here, so I don't know. What? Maybe if I go to the printer friendly version, i will say.
1: Baptist faith. and message. I'll
0: find it. Don't worry. Are you, now, are you ready for? Do we have time for you to go or? Uh... Uh, no. We'll we'll hit this commercial break and then uh, we'll have one more round of name that church body. Hey, if you need to punish your children, we have a whole archive of Table Talk Radio at TableTalkRadio.org. Uh, you can load up the the you can play a mean trick and and load up uh, their iPod with Table Talk Radio instead of the the junk they're listening to. And, uh, see how mad they are when they come home. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. Name that church body.
2: Climb into my Winnebago, and if you help with the gas, then we maybe can finagle you a five or six day pass. May your afterlife be blessed, just American Express it. Let MasterCard and Visa set you free. Oh, that magic kingdom in the sky, in the sky. we will all, all be there together by and by. by and by. All religions may be practiced there except for Southern Baptists when we reach that magic kingdom in the sky. Oh, that magic kingdom in the sky. You tuned in at the worst of all possible times. This is Table Talk Radio.
0: Church, works, Baptist,
1: Lutheran,
0: How about a chapel, a oh, welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Pastor Wolfman, there, I will award you 250 points for getting correctly identifying Southern Baptist Convention and the Baptist Faith and Message. Mostly because it wasn't that hard to to, to pick. I mean, that was an easy one. What in the world am I going to do with all these points? I, by the way, found a funny joke for the end of the show. Oh,
1: Ask me about it then.
0: I cannot wait.
1: 2000 was when the Baptist faith and message was uh, promulgated. (laughs) How (laughs) are you going to offend all of our Baptist Uh, listeners? Sorry. (laughs) I'm, I'm not... I'm laughing at the word promulgated, because that's what the Catholics always say about the stuff the Pope says. Promulgated. (laughs) Anyhow.
0: I'm ready. Ready
1: for church fire? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. I'm going to read you, uh, uh, I'm going to have a theme to these, but these are going to come from uh, different uh, places. Okay. Okay. Uh, We are informed by the text of the Gospels that in the Church and in its power are two swords namely, the spiritual and the temporal. For when the apostle says, Behold, here are two swords, Luke 22, that is to say, in the church, since the apostles were speaking, the Lord did not reply that there were too many, but sufficient. Certainly the one who denies that the temporal sword is in the power of Peter has not listened well to the word of the Lord commanding, Put up thy sword into thy scabbard. Both, therefore, are in the power of the church, that is, the spiritual and material sword.
0: Okay, uh, so this has is mentioned a lot uh, in the in the Book of Concord, namely in the power and primacy of the Pope. And what was going on at the time was the church was claiming both civil authority and, uh, I guess, uh, church authority, uh, so that uh, the two are one. So this is h- how. Uh, and medieval church that if you uh, were were um, teaching false doctrine, if you were, if you were uh, a heret, deemed a heretic, then you could be uh, imprisoned or even killed because um, the church then claimed that um, that that the, the that they had been given the 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 temporal sword. Uh, so this sounds a lot like uh, uh, Roman Catholicism. And in fact, I can't think of anywhere else this would be. But I, uh, I smell that you're trying to trick me. So, oh yeah, yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see what what else you have for me. Okay, here's another one. Furthermore, we declare, we proclaim, we define,
1: that it is absolutely necessary for salvation that every human creature be subject to the Roman Pontiff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hmm. Hmm. Wow. Well. I think I know what document you're reading from. (laughs) I'm going to
1: read from a different one. Ready? We also define that the Holy Apostolic See and the Roman Pontiff holds the primacy over the whole world. And the Roman Pontiff is the successor of Blessed Peter, Prince of the Apostles, and that he is the true vicar of Christ, the head of the whole church, and the father and teacher of all Christians. And to him was committed and blessed Peter the full power of tending, ruling, and governing the whole
0: church, as is contained also in the Acts of the Ecumenical Councils and the Sacred Canons. Uh, a few weeks ago in the three-year lectionary, we had this text where uh, Peter makes this great confession. He says, uh, you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Um, and then uh, uh, and, and then Jesus says, uh, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Uh, and so... Uh, Rome takes this to be that 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 um, God establishes His church upon Peter. And so now, from this from this verse, they build up this entire theology that uh, uh, you have to have this uh, direct link to Peter. And here you have this, you know, Roman Pontiff. So now, all must then, if you're if you're a Christian, you must submit to to the Pope. Um, and so it's it's funny that you'll you'll talk to some Roman Catholics sometime, and they'll uh, as as a, a point to their solidarity, they'll say, "Look, uh, the the Roman Catholic Church is one church, but look at all the Protestant churches. There there are thousands of them. Um, how can there be such discord if this is truly the church?" Um, but the hypocrisy of that is, is that you have just as many divisions in the Roman Catholic Church. The only thing that they have in solidarity is the submission to the Pope. Uh, in fact, you can you can teach rightly on all matters of, of Roman Catholic theology, but if you reject this one teaching, you are outside the the Roman Catholic Church. Or, contrary, you could be uh, the biggest Pentecostal in the world, but uh, you can call yourself a, a Roman Catholic um, if you submit to the Pope. So it's just really, really hypocritical. Well, um, you
1: get that same sort of thing with the doctrine because... Um it's not what the scripture says or what tradition says, it's actually how the Pope interprets the scripture and the tradition. The magisterial office of the Pope. So that doctrine now is reduced simply to the word of the Pope. I got something else for
0: you. Okay. You want to guess already? I got uh, another one. Yeah. Uh, no, I want to guess, but you can you can you can still read it. Um, it. Okay, go. <laughs> oh, you want to guess first? Go ahead, go ahead. Wait,
1: wait for this one. I want to I want build up the
0: suspense, you know. We're we're in Therefore, competition with Monday night football.
1: That's right, therefore, faithfully adhering to the tradition received from the beginning of the Christian faith to the glory of God our Saviour for the exaltation of the Catholic religion and for the salvation of the Christian people with the approval of the sacred Council, we teach and define as divinely revealed dogma that when the Roman Pontiff speaks ex cathedra that is when he exercises when in the exercise of his office as a shepherd and teacher of all Christians in virtue of his supreme apostolic authority, he defines a doctrine concerning faith or morals to be held by the whole church he possesses, by the divine assistance promised to him and blessed Peter, that infallibility which the divine Redeemer willed his church to enjoy in defining doctrine concerning faith or morals. Therefore such definitions, the Roman pontiff, are of themselves, and not by the consent of the church, irreformable. So then, should anyone, which God forbid, have the temerity to reject this definition of ours, let him be anathema.
0: Right, so this is... um, (laughs) When the when the Pope speaks ex cathedra, that is out of his office, uh, then uh, then he is on matters of faith. Then he is speaking um, as the the very infallible word of God. That that is um, as from uh, God Himself, um, and it, and it cannot be incorrect. Now, obviously, we see just the the miserable uh, abuses here going on, the false teachings. Um, that that uh, no man can claim infallibility uh we also i mean uh, we, okay so what's what's the difference here if we're speaking uh, say in church uh, preaching a sermon um, what are the basis of of the, the truthful claims of of what pastor wolfner says in his sermon is not based upon him uh or his ability to uh, or to have some sort of a special endowment to, to, to speak infallible, infallible his preaching is um, is captive to the word of God. That it, his preaching must align with with the infallible rule, uh, and if it doesn't, then then he is wrong. But what the, what the Pope is saying is that that when he speaks ex cathedra, it can contradict Holy Scripture. But the Pope is right, uh, and that and that's that's the difference. So, yeah, I am going to guess here uh, I think that okay. this uh, this is your uh, average american no i mean uh, this is the Roman Catholic Church, <laughs> and I think the first two readings that you that you had were from the Council of Trent i'm not sure where the third one was uh, from, but the last one i I think is the first Vatican Council uh, yes, on the last one. the first two were actually unum sanctum
1: thirteen o two the bull unum sanctum that um the, the third one was the Council of Florence. 1436, the mm. last one, Vatican I, 1870. I uh, the Trent does not say anything about the authority of the Pope. It's very an inter- That's a very interesting fact. That Trent says very little about the Pope, uh, but the Council of Florence uh, in 1436 says quite a bit, and that that is taken up by Vatican. It's quoted not only in Vatican I, but also in Vatican II, I believe, and in the Catechism to the Catholic Church. I've got all these documents assembled, um, by the way,
0: in a PDF. I can send you the, um, I'll send you the link. Maybe we can post them. Yeah, up on can. Our show we can notes. post them at TabletalkRadio.org. So for the, for the listener's sake, the, the Council of Trent was the meeting of uh, Roman Catholicism right after the big Lutheran hubbub, and so they're going to try and figure out how to respond to the Lutheran. So the the reason that's so surprising is the Lutheran had this. Uh, I mean they they took the uh the issue of the pope very seriously and that was one of their their major um objections and so for Trent to not address that is is very interesting.
1: Well the, the certainly the Lutherans were talking about Unum Sanctum and the Council of Florence um uh, in their stuff they were reacting to those two documents.
0: Sure. Yeah, very good. Well, uh, I think that, that does it for this edition of Table Talk Radio. If you have a comment or question on what you've heard today, give us a call, 1 800 385 SOLA, 1 800 385 7652, or you can send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. Um, and then or we have you this. You can visit our Facebook group, 349 223 468 659. Well,. <laughs> make, we want to make it easy for you. That's right. Hey, Pastor Wolfman, what's our phone number again? Uh, <laughs> three four nine two two <laughs> no. three four six eight six five nine. Don't worry, folks. It's almost over. The the, the ending theme music is is kicking up. <laughs> hey, when you make a new theme song, you have to make a new ending theme too. Yeah, no problem. Okay, it'll be short also. When are we Real doing this short. this showdown of, of themes. Next stuff? time, next time, we got to get nice ready seat. for next week. Okay. All, All right. right. All right, so next week on Table Talk Radio, we'll have the theme music showdown where you, the listener, gets to uh, pick. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where <laughs> where the points are like a church sign that says, ask us about our vows You listening of silence. to Table
2: Talk Radio. <laughs> the views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and get do it? not reflect the views ask or about opinions a of, of station. Got it. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time through Table Talk Radio.